God can say, I'm right here with you. For some of us, we have buried ourselves in noise. Not bad things, but we've gotten so used to living in a noisy world that we don't know anymore how to hear God's still small voice. Silence is hard to come by in our world. There's always something to listen to, people to talk to, things to think through. Well, in today's teaching, Pastor Daniel shares that the noise of your life can overwhelm the voice of God. You can get so caught up in the busyness and distraction that you miss what God is saying to you. You see, a deeply intimate relationship with God is fostered in moments of silence and stillness when it's quiet enough to hear His voice. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Psalms chapter 46 as he begins his message, The Need for Intimacy. it's an amplification of the idea to say that the most important aspect of being a human being is the human need for relationships. You and I are hardwired for them. Each one of us, whether we are aware of it or not, without relationships, life seems unlivable. There's been psychological studies, unfortunately, maybe some of you even have experienced this. If you're not given the adequate interpersonal care as a child, it wreaks complete havoc on childhood development. But the thing is, is when you say that each one of us is hardwired for relationships, I think we need to take it to another level because really what a person needs is not relationships, what a person really needs is intimacy. Every single person has a need for intimacy. And I think this is really important because we live in a day and age with social media, which you know I'm a big fan of. But superficial relationships do not satisfy our relational need. No amount of friends on Facebook, no amount of followers on Twitter, no amount of connections on LinkedIn or number of contacts that you bulk email when you're trying to sell your favorite cosmetic products will satisfy your human need for intimacy. See, when you think about what intimacy is, it's been said that intimacy is communication over time. That's how intimacy builds. And I'm not talking about physical intimacy. I'm talking about the deepest aspect of human relationships. And I think what's amazing is, is that so much of our society is designed to help us have more time, but yet we find our lives are more and more devoid of really deep, intimate relationships. But there's a driving human need for relationships. And We all experience it in our own ways, 
But if we're going to learn the art of living, right, that's the series that we're doing based on the greatest commandment, right, that Jesus said, you got to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and you have to love your neighbor as yourself, right? That's the art of living. And if we're going to unpack that, remember we made the point that Jesus' greatest commandment makes us live in three directions, right? We live upward, we live inward, and we live outward, right? We love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind. That's upward. That's our relationship with God, right? And because of our relationship with God, then we live inward. We love ourselves. We understand who we are because of the love that God has for us. And then we love other people with this love that we've received. So and that's living outward. And we've been taking time. Now we're in our third study here looking at how do we learn the art of loving God, right? If you remember the first one, we saw that every person has a need for meaning. And when we satisfy that need for meaning, what ends up is what we call worship. And if we worship the true and living God, we will have a true meaning for our life, right? We saw last week that every single person, every single one of us has this need for connection, right? And that connection in our Bible is satisfied through prayer. And we looked at the Lord's Prayer. So you might ask yourself, so Pastor Daniel, what's today? If we have a human need for intimacy, how do we satisfy it? The need for intimacy is satisfied by stillness. You might say, huh? The need, your need and my need for intimacy is satisfied by stillness. Let me say, huh? Let me explain this to you. In the relationships that are the most intimate, are words necessary? No. See, in the relationships that you have that are the deepest, nothing needs to be said. I don't know how often something has gone on where I've just looked up at my wife and she's looking at me and we know exactly what we're thinking. Nothing even needs to be communicated because God has made us one flesh and we've walked together through life over these last 11 years. I don't even need to say anything and she doesn't either. We just know. When you look at the most intimate moments at your life, oftentimes it's just knowing that somebody is there with you, right? I just had this happen just this week. Our, our youngest daughter, Annabelle, who's what is she, 19 months now? She's so sweet. And one of the things that Lynn and I love to do is we love to watch her when she sleeps. Now, I know that might sound a little creepy, stalky kind of thing, but any parent of a young child knows how that is, right? There's just something so sweet about watching that little one sleep. And I just had it because sure enough, I'm like peeking in a room and she's sleeping and all of a sudden, she opened her eyes, and she just smiled. And we just had this moment where we were just, she was there, and she just had her eye open. And it was the sweetest moment, right? And then I walked on in, and I wrapped her up in my arms. There were no words necessary. I, as an adoring father, just looking at my little girl, and when her eyes opened and her eyes caught mine, 
It was sweet, right? Like even right now, like I, I don't want to get weepy because I won't be able to preach the rest of the message. See, the most intimate of our relationships, you don't actually need to say any words. And that's what stillness is. See, in Psalm chapter 46, verse 10, we get this stated. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You know what he, it says, be still and know that I am God. Now, I believe that this is extraordinarily important for us because we live in a world that is frantic and noisy, right? It's like, if you sit quietly, you'll start catching yourself thinking thoughts. People start rustling around. There was actually a 20th century composer named John Cage who actually had a piece of music that he entitled, it was like four minutes and 13 seconds in three movements. And he sat at his piano and the entire score was rests. He didn't play one note and the score was the sound of everyone being uncomfortable with silence. Because you know what happens when you're silent for a while, right? You start rustling around, you grab your phone, right? You get your silence, right? I gotta check my phone. But then our Bibles say that we need to learn how to be still and know that he is God. It doesn't say be still and hope that he is God. It doesn't say be still and if you're lucky, you'll find out that he is God. It says be still and know that I am God. See, one of the major issues we have in our culture today is a complete lack of stillness, a complete lack of silence, a complete lack of solitude. And we wonder why our culture and we struggle to know that he is God. See, our Bibles teach us over and over and over again, but if we don't notice it, we might miss it, that oftentimes God speaks into the stillness or the silence. I mean, you think about Jesus. He spent 40 days in the desert. Do you think he got good cell reception there? <laughs> Didn't think so. Think about Jesus spending the night all alone seeking the Lord before choosing the 12 disciples in Luke chapter 6. Think about Jesus leaving the multitudes on the learning of the death of John the Baptist in Matthew 14. Think about Jesus before and after the feeding of the 5,000 in Matthew 14. See, over and over and over again in our Bibles, we find that Jesus pulls himself away to a quiet place to be alone to commune with his father. Now listen, if Jesus needed to spend and seek after silence and stillness and solitude, how much more do we need to in our very busy, very hectic, very loud world? You find things like Paul 
went into the Arabian wilderness for a long season. You think of Moses. Remember when Moses had that revelation at the burning bush when he met with the I am who I am? He was in the wilderness of Midian tending to his father-in-law Jethro's sheep. Do you think it was really loud where he was? Oh, see, you have all these amazing examples in your Bibles. What about Gideon in the cave all by himself and he meets with the Lord? What about Jacob when he sees that amazing vision that we now call Jacob's ladder where that, there's that ladder from heaven to earth and the angel are, are ascending and descending? Jesus later says that he's Jacob's ladder, right? Jacob was all by himself with a rock pillow in Bethel. See, over and over and over again in our Bibles, we find out that God speaks in the most intimate ways when it is still or silent, when someone is in solitude. If you want, turn in your Bibles with me to 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 13. 1 Kings 19, verse 13. 11, excuse me. I'm going to read verses 11 to 13. 1 Kings 19, verses 11 to 13. It says this. This is the Lord speaking to the prophet Elijah. It says, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And so it was when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and he went up and he stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? See, the prophet Elijah experienced the reminder that God isn't in the big wind. He isn't in the earthquake. He isn't in the fire, but God speaks in a what? in a still, small voice. You see why if we're going to learn the art of living and if we're going to understand how to love God, how we have to learn how to find personal places of stillness and silence. Now, for those of you who are classically introverted, you love hearing this. You're like, amen. But I'll be honest with you. This is not my sweet spot. But I know that I need to find places of stillness and silence. I'm the guy, little sometimes catch me after the kids go to bed, she'll walk downstairs and I'll have the television on, I'll have something on my computer, I'll have my Kindle open and I'll be playing my bass all at the same time. It's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of the way that I'm wired. And so I'm the kind of person where I can have a TV show on, I can have music on, I could be reading a book and playing my bass, and I'm in a happy place. But I always realize that I can't hear the voice of God when all that's going on. I can enjoy multiple things simultaneously. 
you have to ask yourself how you are seeking to satisfy your God-given need for intimacy. I am really sure that very few of you are seeking to satisfy it with stillness. But I'm here to tell you, that's where the deepest intimacy is found. It's found where you can get your heart tuned in to the still, small voice of God. Where God, in the midst of the wind and the fire and the earthquake, God can say, I'm right here with you. For some of us, we have buried ourselves in noise. Not bad things, but we've gotten so used to living in a noisy world that we don't know anymore how to hear God's still, small voice. And I want to explore that today. The Bible talks a lot about stillness. You're going to be blown away how I show you this. Sabbath is God's way of talking about stillness. Sabbath is God's way of talking about stillness. Now, you realize, if you've read your Bible at all, that the Bible practically begins with the idea of Sabbath, and it runs all the way through your Bible as a very consistent topic. Now, remember when we first started this series, I told you that if we're loving God, right, we're living upwardly and we're focusing on God the Father, right? And if we're living inwardly, the focus is on God the Son, Jesus, who died and rose again for our sins, that we can see our identity. And that living outwardly, we focus on God the Holy Spirit, who empowers us in the life of God to live and move in this world. Do you remember I explained that to you? Now, if you remember at each one of those, I gave you a very definitive biblical act that happens, that goes along with it. Remember I told you, if we're loving God, right? We're living upward. It's God the Father. And that act that we looked at is the act of what? Creation, right? The definitive action of God the Father in conjunction with the Son and the Spirit. But God the Father created everything. And don't miss the fact that on the seventh day of creation, what did God do? He rested. He kept Sabbath. Listen to what it says. Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Feel free to turn there with me in your Bible. We often forget. We say, oh, God created everything in seven days. Actually, God created everything in six days. And on the seventh day, God rested. Listen to what it says. Genesis chapter 2, in verse 1. It says, thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Now, do you ever think about why God rested on the seventh day? So you think God created everything in six days and he thought to himself, man, I'm wiped out. I need a spa day. You, know, you can imagine God the Father being like, hey, Spirit, can I get some iced tea, please? I mean, I'm just worked over right now. I need to rest my muscles. No, see, God is all-powerful. God didn't need a rest day. So why is it important that in the creation of everything that the seventh day is a rest day? I'll tell you why. Who was created on the sixth day? 
Adam. And what's the first thing that Adam experiences after he's created? Rest. Why? Because God fulfills our need for intimacy in stillness. And there is no doubt that rest absolutely speaks about stillness. See, it was important for Adam to realize when he was created that he didn't have to work at everything, but that God was the one who works to will and to do for his good pleasure. That it's God's work to do. See, many of us, when, before you know Jesus, you're trying to work out being right with God. You're trying to do enough good things or you realize you've done so much bad things. You're like, I'm going to pay God back. But then the gospel message, the good news of Jesus Christ is that we can't do the work. And you're trying as hard as you can to get it right. You're like, Lord, I know you'll love me if I stop doing this. And you try and try and try. And maybe you do stop. But then the next thing comes up. You're like, Lord, I'm going to try it my hardest. And I'm going to grit my teeth. And I'm going to white knuckle this thing to try and make you happy with me. And then all of a sudden, the message of Jesus invades our hearts. And we realize, Jesus says, look, you can't do it. And I am doing it for you. And I have finished the work. Amen. Adam experienced that on the very first day that he would know it was not about his work, but God's work for him. So on the seventh day of creation, the Lord rested. And it says here in verse 3, and God blessed the seventh day. How beautiful is that? And he sanctified it. He set that day apart because in it, he rested from all his work. See, God blessed and set this day apart. Now, if you fast forward to Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter 20, you can turn there with me if you're looking to do your Bible cardio. Those of you who are always here, you realize normally we just go through passages or books of the Bible so you don't get to flip around so you get to get work on your Bible cardio, finding it in your Bible there. Exodus chapter 20, verse 9, says this. Remember... In verse 8, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Jesus is real. People need deep connections. Everyone longs to be known and loved for who they are, imperfections and all. Well, today, Pastor Daniel shared that your need for intimacy is met in a relationship with God, and that connection is fostered in stillness. But that isn't something practiced or even valued in this culture. Pastor Daniel reminded you that God instituted the Sabbath to create a space for stillness and rest in your life. Hey, everybody, I want to invite you to join me in reaching people with the message that Jesus is real. Would you pray about partnering with us in the ministry of Jesus is Real Radio? Your support in this way helps us to keep sharing God's word and helps us reach more and more people. 
thank you for considering partnering. Find out more at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Make sure to tune in again as Pastor Daniel will share that the Sabbath is a time to care for your soul, to remember you belong to the Lord. You'll learn that Jesus wants to meet you where you are in all of your hurt and brokenness. He will take your burdens and you can rest in Him. That's why He came. Pastor Daniel will urge you to simply respond to Jesus, to give Him your heavy load and find the peace and rest you long for. There's more to come from Pastor Daniel's series called The Art of Living. Please glance at the clock right now and make plans to join us again for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.